Well, our uh, pastor, as you well know, is on kind of a mini vacation like with his dad. And I got a text from him yesterday that said they went to Hoover Dam and him and Jen and, and Dan and his dad and had a wonderful time. He said he missed you and he was praying for you. Amen. And he said also, and I'm not going to override Kim, but he said, tell them don't forget the offering. <laughs> Kim did a good job of it, but I'm going to boost it a little bit, all right? This is our church. Pastor doesn't own it. This is where we worship. And I think God would want it in good shape. I know I, I, I know it don't take a, a beautiful carpet, and it don't take all of that, but it's good to come into the house of God. You know, the Lord spoke to me years ago, and he said, Son, you take care of my house, and I'm going to take care of your house. And so it's no problem for me giving to the house of the Lord. And this would be a good place for you to plant a seed. Amen? You know, the Bible talks about as a man soweth, the same shall he reap. And if we don't plant nothing, we can't, we can't really expect anything. But let's plant a seed. And, and I want to say another thing, too. This, this coming up, the men on the wall, let's get our swords out. Let's get it on. Let's get strong. You know, we've got work to do. We've got children to win. We've got families to win. We've got the community to win. We've got our marriages to, you know, the enemy wants to destroy our marriages. Absolutely. Wants to destroy our children because the scripture says simply that he came to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I got good news for you this morning. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundant. And I want you to know this morning that people, and also Henry wants to meet with the ushers afterwards, so don't forget that. But I want you to know this week, people have been praying for you all week long. We're not about just praying that God bless me, my wife, my son John, and his wife, and us four no more. We're about praying for our believers. We're about praying for you. We want your marriage to be strengthened. We want your walk to be strengthened. We want you to be strengthened. And we call for this 21 days. And I don't know about you, but I am praying that God light a fire in me. Let me tell you something. Flies don't light on a hot stove. <laughs> some of you will get it now, and some of you will get it later. But flies don't light on a hot stove. And it seems like to me the enemy has just kind of ramped up itself. He's kind of backed off and, and hit the church. There's a, a, a lot of things going on that you can't see that the enemy is doing. And he wants to destroy you, which is the church. But Jesus has given us his word. He's given us his promises. And we've got to go forth. Promises are not given to you 
So you can highlight them in your Bible. That you can just paste them on the wall. Promises are made to be possessed. And we need to back off. Kick the devil in the you know where. Get him out. Get him on the move and get him going. You know, it, it, to me, it, it, it's uh, almost like this. It seemed like there's been a, I don't know, I had a rough winter. Winter ain't over with, I know. But I had a rough winter. And it seemed like uh, it, sickness attacked me. And it's not only attacking me, but it's, it, it attacks the body. Have you noticed how many people have bronchitis and all of that stuff? And it just lingers and lingers and lingers and lingers. And, and you know what? Whenever you are not feeling good, that affects your prayer life. That affects your walk. That affects everything about home life, everything about you. And I want to talk today on the subject that's been discarded, Kelly. I'm going to talk about if it's God's will to heal you or not, or if you already healed and just don't realize it. You haven't walked in it. I remember a Syrophoenician woman came to the Lord as he had come down out of the mountain, and she came to him and said, Lord, my little daughter is laying home. Possessed, sick. Come and will you come and heal her? Will you heal her? His response was, it's not right to take the children's bread. Now hear what I said. Our religion has us so bound up that we get, if Jesus wants to, if God wants to, he'll heal me. If he don't want to, he won't. That's like saying, well, if God wants my hair combed, he'll comb it for me. That's about as much sense. But God has given us exceeding great and precious promises that by these we may be partakers of the divine nature. And you know, the only reason that I the sickness lingered on me was I wasn't prepared for it, and I didn't resist it enough, and I didn't stand on the Word. Ended up going to the doctor, ended up on antibiotics, ended up on, you know the routine. Coughing, coughing, coughing. Go to bed coughing, wake up coughing, snorting, sniffing, feeling bad, just can't get no energy. But Jesus said this, he said, healing is the children's bread. Jesus said In Matthew 6, he told us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. And I believe one of the reasons that we haven't seen more healings is we don't have a revelation of it. We've let it go. We've we've saw where maybe we went up to get prayed for, thinking, oh, yes, it's going to be great, and nothing happened. Does that mean healing's not for you? Does it mean whenever grandma so-and-so passed on, we prayed for her and she died? Does that mean healing's not for you? A lot of people see different ones and they give up on it. They give up because they, they, they don't feel what they want to feel. They don't really see what they want to see instead of possessing the promise. Let me tell you something. I want you to get this. Joshua... 
when he came across Jordan to go into the promised land, God said, I am going to give you the promised land. I'm going to fight with you. And they had to fight for every inch of it. Too many people are sitting around waiting on God to do something when God's already done it. When God has already made provision for us to live an abundant life. Had to fight for every bit of it. And I want to tell you something. If you don't fight for what belongs to you, you ain't going to have it. The Bible said the kingdom of God suffers violent, and the violent, what? They take it by force. They don't go by their feelings. They don't go by what the enemy says. They take it by force. The kingdom of God. What did Matthew say about healing? The Bible said that Matthew in chapter 8, verse 17 that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bore our diseases. What did Isaiah say? Isaiah said that by his stripes we are healed. First Peter 2.24 said, He that knew no sin was made to be sin that I could live under righteousness by whose stripes ye were, 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 were healed. We're waiting on something that God, a lot of times, now I understand that, that we can come into agreement and possess these promises. I understand that, that there's gifts at work that we can possess these promises. But I want to tell you, you can get healed without anybody laying hands on you. You can get healed by getting in the Word of God, grabbing hold of the promises of God, confessing them, and not taking no for an answer. If we don't see anything within a, within a few minutes after we pray, we think we haven't got it. And God can be preparing stuff in you. And you know what we do? We get in that same routine. Well, you know what? I was there the other day, and they come up front, and they laid oil on them. Got healed. Oh, that's where I'm going to go. And God may not always do it the same way. You know, Jesus spit on one guy, spit on him, made, made mud and put it in his eyes. Told him to go wash. I don't care if I was blind. I don't care what Jesus told me to do. I'd do it. Can you imagine the NBC and ABC and CNN, you know, talking about this preacher went out and told this guy to spit in the dirt, put it on his eyes. What kind of a man is that? But... The thing is, is that Jesus is our healer. It's already been bought and paid for. I like the, this illustration. And if you don't mind, I'm going to give it because and you've probably heard it before. But there was this man that went from one port to another port. And it took all his money. 
took all his money to get a ticket to get on a ship to go from one port to the other port. He had a few cents left over. And he went and bought some cheese and crackers. For like 10 days, he was in his room when he got ready to eat. He ate cheese and crackers. Got to the port to get off. The captain was there greeting everybody as they left the ship. And he said, sir, I noticed that you never ate with us. And he goes, well, the truth is, I only had enough money for a ticket and a little bit left over. And I bought cheese and crackers. And the captain said, sir, he said the meals weren't the price of the ticket. The meals were in the price of the ticket. Your healing is in the price that Jesus paid on Calvary when he hung up and he took 39 stripes. And Isaiah said, by his stripes, you were healed. Now, I know this is foreign to some of you, and you really probably don't like it, but we need to shake ourselves concerning healing. You know what? It'd take one miracle in his church, one miracle, and you couldn't hold the people that would come. You couldn't hold them. Take one miracle. And I'm not preaching something foreign. I'm preaching, you know, it used to be a common thing. And then the church got away from it. The church said, well, he doesn't heal anymore. He doesn't do this anymore. He doesn't do that anymore. Well, I never saw any place that it stopped. I can't find a scripture that says tongue ceased. I know when he that is perfect has come, I ain't going to have to speak in tongues no more. But until then, I'm going to speak in tongues. I know when he that is perfect has come, I ain't going to need no more knowledge. But I'm going to need knowledge till he comes. And I want what God has given me. If God has given I don't want to die sick. I'm going to die one of these days. You better believe I'm going to die. But I don't want to die sick. I want to die healed. How are you going to die? Stop breathing. It ain't hard. Just stop breathing. Just cease to breathe. You'll die. But I'm getting at this, people. I'm not belittling any of you on your faith or whatever. But you don't have nothing... I don't until I get fired up and go in and possess it. I've sat right here, heard the best preaching I ever heard in my life, and leave the same way. Why? Because when I left, I was just waiting for the next Sunday to roll around. So I could get blessed again, sing me happy, preach me happy. Oh, I leave happy. Yes, yes. Going to be a better week. And I didn't make it a better week. But I believe this. If you study revival history, there's always been healings. Always been healings. 
and it's so important. You know, when people begin to hear about Jesus, remember the little woman with the issue of blood? When she heard about Jesus, she didn't hear about no church. She heard about Jesus. She said, I know what I'm going to do. And she was at risk. Everybody knows the story about if you were a leper or you had an issue of blood, you had to, if you were around anybody, you had to holler unclean, unclean, unclean. She wasn't allowed in the public. But she didn't take no for an answer. She said, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. You know what? That's faith in action. A lot of times we have faith, but we have no action. We don't do anything. We settle. Well, Lord, heal me. I'm still hot. Still got a tummy ache. But faith in action said, I'm going to get it. Faith in action stands on, on we, today we stand on the Word of God and we throw a saddle on it if we have to and we say, I'm going to have it. I will not settle for second best. I will have God's best. You know, I go back to the example again about that God doesn't heal God heals everybody. Don't, 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 I mean, maybe we all don't receive it, but healing is us because he's already done it. He's already done it. If he hadn't already done it, we'd be begging for it. But we don't have to beg for it. We have to receive it. He's already done it. You think those stripes on his back didn't hurt whenever he was beat and nailed to that cross? Why did he do it? So I could be free. I could live a healed life. Because he knew that Satan was going to attack me. That the world was going to attack me. And that I could be free. I didn't have to live in that. And, and a lot of times we think that God is just. We got him in a bottle. And we got him necked up. We say this is the way it's going to be. You know we go out to use that illustration. We go up there before. And we say pastor pray for me. And oh. Either I got something or I didn't get something. But there was a guy in, the, in the First Kings, I think it was, by the name of Naaman. He was a great general. He was in the Syrian army, and God had by him given them great victories. The only thing is, he was a leper. And they went out on a raid, and they captured this little Hebrew girl and brought her in, and she said, well, if he was in Samaria... He would be healed. The prophet there would heal him. Well, naturally, you know how many times it takes to pass by something and it gets messed up? By the time it got to the king, the king says, you know, he got a, his chairs together and, and all that. He said, don't worry, I'll write you a letter and you take it to the king of Israel and you get healed. <laughs> so he got his chairs together and, you know, whenever you are, or when you're dying, Money ain't nothing to you. It don't mean nothing. It's good to have money, but it don't mean anything whenever you're dying. And Naaman, that leprosy was eating at him. And Naaman got his chairs together, he got his gold together, and he got his silver together, and got everything together, and said, hey, off I go. Went to the king of Israel and gave him that letter. 
And the king ran his clothes and said, oh, he's looking for a fight. Who am I? Who am I that I can heal him? He's wanting to cause trouble. That's all he's doing. Well, Elijah heard about it. Told the king, calm down, king. Now, this is my word. Calm down, king. Don't worry about it. Send him to me. Send him to man of God. Well, here comes Naaman. Got those chariots and all his servants and stuff and pulled out in front of Elijah's house. Stopped it. And here comes Gehazi, Elijah's servant. He said, go dip seven times in the Jordan. What? Go dip seven times in the Jordan. Oh, I drove all this distance, brought all this silver and all this gold, and he tells me to go dip in a river. Get your stuff together. Let's get out of here. Man. But one of his servants was smart enough to say, you know, if he asked you to do something simple, wouldn't you have done it? Now, this is paraphrasing. Well, yeah. The Bible says he went down and dipped in the Jordan. And the seventh time he'd come up, his skin was like that of a baby. Be obedient. Don't try to figure God out. Be obedient. He may lead you and guide you in a, in a way that's completely different. And, and I'm going to bore some of you, but I want to say this again. When I first came to the Lord, I, had, I was so ate up with alcohol that my stomach was almost gone. And I had ulcers. Awful. And I, they asked me one time, said, do you want to go to this service? And me being just born again, I said, yeah, I'll go. Ain't no, you know, I'm ready to go. Got in there. And he was praying for people. And he wouldn't get that far, hand that far from them. And man, bloom, they would go out in the spirit. Said, doggies. I'm in the right place today. Blessed be the Lord. And I went up and got in line. And I went up and got prayed for. And the guy just said, well, I've been praying for this pulpit. I didn't feel nothing. Definitely didn't go out. If I went down, it would have been one of them fake ones. You know, one of them, well, I got to be holy. <laughs> I got to act like I got faith. Wrong. <laughs> Don't say you never saw that. <laughs> if you've been in the Pentecostal around very long, you'll see that. But he was he was he was praying. They were going out, and he prayed for me. And I, my, you know, I just felt his hand. And here I am, new, and I know how to pout. So I pouted my way back to my seat. And I was sitting there and then trying to reason. Well, the reason I'm not healed is because maybe God didn't forgive me completely. Maybe he just forgave some. 
Maybe you know he's trying to teach me a lesson. And all these maybes. And a lady walked by me. Said, young man. And I was young at the time. <clears throat> she said, the Lord's given me a scripture for you. <laughs> well, I don't know the scripture. I want to be healed. <laughs> what I want a scripture for you. <laughs> Get your own scripture. <laughs> And, 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 you know, she quoted it to me in Proverbs 4, chat, verses 20 to 22. And I said, that's good. I guess. I don't know. I don't even have a Bible with me. I don't know what it was. So I pouted my way back home, and I'm wondering all the time, why wouldn't I heal like everybody else? Why wouldn't I heal like everybody else? God, what do you got against me? Why are you mad at me? You know. Typical stuff. And I said, well, I guess I'll read that scripture. Ain't got nothing else to do. God ain't going to heal me, so why not? And it was my son, attend to my words. Incline your ears unto my sayings. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Don't let them depart from your eyes, for they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. And me being the spiritual giant I was, I got to thinking, well, maybe God, maybe he mad at me after all. Maybe he does want to heal me, but maybe it's another way. So I began to get in the Word. And your enemies drive you to God. They don't drive you from God. I want you to know right now. The only reason you're sitting here this morning calls your enemies. The only reason you are, if everything was cool, you would be gone somewhere else. But my enemy drove me to God. I began to study the Word. And I began to study on healing. And I began to... No, you just don't even study it. You begin to quote it. For God said, my word will not return unto me void, but it will accomplish the thing that I sent it to do. And I begin to speak it, and I begin to pray it, and I begin to say it, and I begin reading it, and, and, and it just changed me. And then one day I noticed, wow, I ain't been burning lately. I ain't been burning lately. And I said, praise God. And this is what happened. And a lot of people, if you get it, that's good. If you don't, you won't. But a lot of people lose healing. You know, the good evangelists that teach on healing will t- or pray for people will teach them afterwards how to keep it. All I want to do is just go back and bring you the same symptoms back a little bit. And you go, whoa. And I was at U.S. Steel on a midnight turn. I was a group leader. I was on the floor. And all of a sudden, this is about a year later, every symptom come back to me like this. I mean, got me. And there was a voice. And don't. Tell me that Satan can't sow seeds in your in your mind. He can do it. 
And I said, oh, I thought you were healed. And man, I jumped up and down and I said, I am healed. The Word of God said I'm healed. And I began to resist that old boy and resist him and resist him. And it didn't, it, it didn't go in five minutes. It didn't go in 10 minutes. It didn't go in 15 minutes. It didn't go in 20 minutes. But I want to tell you what he left. Because I stood on the Word of God. I stood on the Word of God, reminded him of that, what that Word said. And it left. Year later, he come back. Same song, different verse. Did the same thing, but it hadn't come back. I want to tell you something, people. We have to get this word in us, and we have to be ready. It has to be like a two-edged sword in us. And when the devil comes to us, say, you want to fight, brother, I'll give you a fight. I'm going to tell you, you get a, you want to fight? Come on. I do stuff. I do silly stuff. And they, if a lot of people see it, they'd say, you need to lock that old man up. But I do stuff and it works. I've told them before, told Sister Brendover, I got me a pillow. You ever have the enemy just nagging on you and, and messing with you and you, you go, wow, man, you know, I just can't take it. I said, come here, devil. Get in that pillow. And I got me a stick. And I wore it out. Take that, devil. Now, it's, it's silly. Daddy, I'll admit, I, you ought to see me when I was drunk. So, you know. It may be silly. But you got to find out what works in your life. You got to do something more than just lay around. You got to do something more. More, get hot. I said it before, flies don't land on a hot stove. I like that saying. You need to, some, you need to tweet that. <laughs> Whatever that means, I ain't got no idea. <laughs> I ain't got no idea. Brad asked me once, he said, Paul, you mean to buy you a smartphone? I said, won't do any good. You got a dumb operator. <laughs> I, I remember when I got my phone, and I am doing. I'm gonna tell you something funny. Are you ready? The other day we was in Acts praying, and uh, guy called me twice, <laughs> and, and I got out and got on my phone and. And hitting buttons, and naturally, this wiggly thing comes up. Wants to know what I want. <laughs> I said, call Lester. Well, the next thing I know, it's on the prayer chain. <laughs> Lester never got called. But getting back to it, it's a serious business. Satan wants to steal from you. 
He wants to steal your value of life. He wants to steal your value of who you are. He's a thief that comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and have it more abundant. Jesus said, healing or deliverance is the children's bread. He said, it's not right to take the children's bread and cast it over to the dogs. But the woman said, even the dogs get the crumbs. He said, let the children be filled first. And the scripture says, now are we the children of God. It doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that we're going to be like him, for we shall see him as he is. We are children now. You're not in and out. When I first got saved, I thought God had a chalkboard up in heaven. Got Paul's name here this morning. Well, I see Paul messed up. But I found out I was born into the kingdom. I got born again. I got born from this kingdom into another kingdom. And the Bible says for us to be, what does it say? Be renewed in the spirit of our mind. He said, Beloved, I pray that you will prosper and be in health even as I soul prosper. Be in health. Be in health. Why would it be easy for, if Jesus was here, we would think nothing about We'd fall in and everybody would get in line. But I, I want to tell you something. You can't tell me everybody ain't battling something. Everybody battling something. But the Bible tells us what? To be not transformed, be not conformed to this world, but be it transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable will of God is. I want to tell you something, people. You're in the house of God this morning. You're in the house of God. I want to wrap this up. And I got a song that I want you to hear. We're going to ask our prayer team to come up. And if you've got something that's bothering you, if you if you need, come up and get some bread. I had a loaf of bread up here this morning. He was hungry. I say, come on, get some bread, man. You, you, I mean, you can see Don flying up here. He didn't run over you with that wheelchair. But healing is the children's bread. And if you meditate on Isaiah 53, verse 4, 5, and 6, and through there, if you go to 1 Peter 2, 24, if you go to Matthew 8, 17, and take these words and begin to eat them up, you know, you are what you eat, whether you like it or not. If you ain't eating nothing for your spirit, man, your spirit, man, is nothing but helpless and weak Nemic, however you want to say it, we got to feed the spirit man as well. I take good care of this outer man. You can see that. You can see that, but we have to feed our inner man. That's where your faith comes from. Faith don't come out of your heart. I mean, out of your head, it comes out of your heart. Jesus said this in Mark eleven twenty three, and, and a lot of people won't quote it because they think it's off for them. Verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be there removed, and be thou cast in the sea, and you have power in your tongue, whether you realize it or not. Be thou, and shall not doubt in his heart. This ain't nothing about your head. 
Yeah, always going to be in a, in a battle with it. But get your heart so strong that it overrides your head. Your head will always tell you reasons why you can't. Your heart will always tell you reasons why you can't. So this morning, I want you to know it's the children's bread. I want you to know if there's something bothering you, it's the children's bread. Deliverance, healing. What do you need this morning? When Jesus was on the cross and he said it is finished, it was finished. He paid the price for whatever you need.